We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to The Uncontested an Oklahoma City Thunder and NBA podcast featuring Jacob. All you haters come at me. Taylor. You're a step past a hater like I'm Rondo. Upgrade your baby mama to a condo. Nick. I really wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Swaggy Pete. Kamiar. I just got done taking a nap. And Justin. I'm too fast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested. We got the whole team here today. Justin's here. Woo! Taylor's here. What's up? Nick's here. Hey, yo. Kamiar's here. I've been thinking about watching Snow Dogs all day. Snow Dogs is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what's, uh, is it called 12 Below? Is that another one? I don't know. Five Below is a better version of uh, Dollar General. I think the 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 movie's called Twelve Below, Eight Below, Eight Below. Maybe does it have Cuba Gooding Jr. in it? Uh, Snow Dogs does. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of a different movie, but it made me cry. (laughs) It's a sad movie. Any movie with dogs (laughs) makes me cry. Um, I'm here. I'm Jacob, and here with us in spirit is Blue Wire Podcast. Jesus. Oh. Uh, so we announced on Twitter today, we're also announcing on the podcast right now, uh, super exciting news for the uncontested. We have teamed up with blue wire podcast. They are a podcast network. They have multiple NBA podcasts and NFL podcasts, and we have been invited to be part of their network to be their thunder pod. We are super excited about it. So for our listeners, so you guys know what this means, uh, from us moving forward, Nothing really changes with us. Uh, the only thing that might change is you you just might find our podcast in different places now. If that happens, we will let you know. Besides that, we will have 
with Blue Wire Podcasts, they have advertisements. They have companies that advertise on the podcast. So you'll hear an ad from us every now and again. But what that means is we get money to podcast. And that money, we plan on reinvesting into our podcast for things like equipment for better quality. And we plan on doing a lot more giveaways. So overall, what this all this means is for our listeners, cooler stuff is going to happen. When uh, am I going to get paid? I'm, I'm here, so I get paid. <laughs> that was a joke of Marshawn Lynch. It didn't work. Sorry. Um, but anyway, we're, 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 I don't want to get fined. I want to get paid. We are super excited to be teaming up with Blue Wire Podcast. <laughs> you can follow them on Twitter at Blue Wire Pod. Pods. S at the end. Sorry. Blue Wire Pods. Again, they have lots of different NBA and NFL podcasts. So if you want different perspectives, and they have just a, an NBA overall podcast, and it's not team-specific. So lots of cool stuff. Go check them out. Subscribe uh, to the other podcast. Subscribe to the Blue Wire Network. Follow them on Twitter. That would mean a lot to us. Um, and we really appreciate you guys. Without our listeners, we would not have this opportunity. And we are really excited. We feel like it's the next step for our podcast, uh, growing in the right direction. So shout out to Blue Wire. Yep, definitely. We're super excited for this and uh, very appreciative of you guys, like Jacob said. So thank you guys for following along and stay tuned because you have some really fun, exciting things planned for this summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Now, you know who else is a big deal? Uh-oh. Look at that uh -oh. segue. God damn, where's our money? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We're, we're going to get fired like first pod. <laughs> Speaking of big deals. Uh, Paul Clifton, Anthony George, he's kind of a big deal. So I don't know if you guys heard, but my man's made first team all NBA, hey. which adds to his resume of first team all defense. Uh, we know he's top three MVP and top three defensive player of the year. And I just, I just want to take a minute to, to realize like the place we're in as Thunder fans, like what, what a, Hashtag blessed uh, situation right now right, to Reggie have Jackson. Paul George playing Oklahoma City. Hashtag tears of joy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it really, I mean, it's pretty incredible when you think about it. I was thinking about today, uh, I always listen to some of the NBA podcasts while I'm at the gym. Um, and I was listening to the Dream Team. They were talking about, um, you know, recent Thunder drafts and what we could do this season. They were kind of reflecting back. You know, there was a time where Presley was trying to trade up in the draft to select Victor Oladipo with the number one pick, and then KD leaves, and we end up with Paul George. And it's just so crazy to look back and to kind of reflect on what Sam Presley's been able to do with his team. You know, he he's get he kind of is under uh, some criticism when it comes to you know he gets obsessed with these. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but the length, versatility, athleticism type players that Presley mold. But when it comes down to it, he's really picked some incredible players. Like, for example, today, did you guys see that that throwback video on that? I think it was NBA TV tweeted out of the like 2012, 2013 Thunder stop team. With that. It I know it sad. got me in my feels, but then I watched it like five times, just over and over. It was incredible. But uh, I miss those days as well. But we're very fortunate to uh, to have Paul George, and I'm really excited. I, I just hope he comes back healthy next season. You know, we talk about how fortunate we are to have Paul George, and I just end up being being real sad because. Not because OKC has Paul George, but because OKC is one of the, I think, two two teams in the NBA that have multiple NBA All-Star, NBA All-NBA All teamers in Russ and PG. And they still have not gotten out of the first round in the past two years. Yeah, that part sucks. 
Womp, like womp. how does how does that happen? Every, all the other NBA teams, like OKC, is like the only other team that has that, and they still can't get it done on that end. Yep. But way to mood kill, call me is, on. <laughs> the saying is, can you imagine what this team would have looked like the last two years without Paul George? Yeah, and Russ trying to do it all. I, I think scary. I think it's exactly. when and and obviously there there's still so much of a story left to be written with with Paul George in Oklahoma City, but I feel like twenty years from now when you look back and you see that the Thunder lost Kevin Durant for absolutely nothing. He just walked away in free agency to rebound the way that they did and, and to pull Paul George and, and get him in Oklahoma City for for Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis, which cost them Serge Ibaka, you know? When you look back at that, that's going to be, especially for a small market, the the bounce back from... And, you know, who knows how long the bounce back after Kevin Durant left lasts. You know, I mean, it might be two or three more years, and then we're talking about a complete rebuild in Oklahoma City. But to, to look back at that and see how, how kind of bleak things looked, and then the, the shift to, to Paul George, and, and I mean, taking what Kamiar said into context, they haven't been out of the first round. Uh, there is still more of a story to be written, but... It just seems like it's going to be looked at as a as a really incredible like bounce back story uh, for a small market team like third small third smallest market in the league to go you know from gets losing me? losing Kevin Durant to getting Paul. What gets me if I could have like one sports do over or like not even a do over I don't know what you call it like let me wave a magic wand I want to go back and I want to see the season where KD doesn't leave. And he plays alongside Oladipo and Sabonis and Horford and, and Horford. Horford. Yeah. Horford. And I thought you were Russ's going to originally say the James Harden trade. MVP <laughs> Russ. Well, I mean, I'd wave that one too. But just <laughs> I think about that all the time of like, yeah, it was incredible what Presty did to turn Oladipo and Sabonis into Paul George. But like, I really want to see. I was so excited on draft night when they made that trade. And, and okay, so would have still had Deion Waiters too. Yeah, De- yes. Dion. I mean, your yeah. backcourt, your backcourt would have legitimately been uh, uh, off the bench. Your backcourt would have been Dion and Vic. You know, so so so, so your starters would have been Russ, Robertson, KD, Horford, Adams, with a bench <sighs> of of Vic, Dion, um, Sabon- Sabonis. No, they would have had a du- they would have had to dump Cantor to In get nice. Horford. Um, yep. but still that's pretty absurd Kyle yeah. Singler yeah Kyle Singler <laughs> probably would have been on that team have you Brinez oh yeah would have been an interesting right. team <laughs> that would have been what ifs what ifs too many too many what ifs in Thunder history God. so do you guys think Paul George has any chance of winning MVP or is he going to be third out of the top three the voting oh, yeah, come out already do what like you know how they 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 saved the somebody compiled a list of guys that voted on MVP and Defensive Player of the Year like they did oh, for us. They, were, we kept yeah, on they tracked checking it. that shit. Like yep. we kept on checking that during the year. Uh, they've already done that for Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. And PG has no chance at making uh, the MVP. I think he's like ninety to one or fifty to one. 
Oh, and wow. uh, defensive player of the year, he's oh defensive player of the year is nine to one, and it looks like Rudy Gobert is going to win defensive player of the year again. Yeah, yeah I kind of figured he would. Uh, there's a lot of people talking high on him for that. Well, he's not gonna, he, he can stop crying now, like he talks yeah, about. Yeah, I like, mean it's yeah. it's easy it's easy to win defensive player of the year when you can't play offense when you're yeah. a one sided player. Yeah, true. Yep. Um, I I think Paul probably gets third place in, in both yep. of those, but. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm I'm perfectly okay having a player on my team that's third place MVP and third place defensive player of the year. I mean that's it's pretty impressive, especially considering what happened after the All Star break. I yeah, didn't right. think that's I didn't think say. he'd get top three in either of those. I thought he maybe had a chance for defensive player, but I didn't think he was gonna hit that mark on MVP. Yeah, I didn't. I thought defensive player maybe, and I thought no chance in MVP. So it's kind of kind of cool that he got that. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna. Also, try to watch this Bucks game as we're podcasting. That's smart. <laughs> That's multitasking. Yeah, it's fucking hard. What'd you guys yeah, think about the uh, NBA teams? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, Blue Wire. Um, <laughs> what'd you guys think about the NBA teams overall? So, first team, in case you haven't seen, you had Giannis, Harden, Curry, PG, and Jokic. You guys agree with that? Anybody you'd swap out? I, mean, I think Russell Kevin Durant should be first team. Yeah. Kevin Durant over Paul George. So what are they looking at? They're Have they even watched basketball this year? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm perfectly fine with first team. I am too. I you, think it's you pretty You've got the three on. MVP candidates and then Jokic and Curry. I mean, just makes sense. Again, I was surprised with Paul George in the first team because did they watch basketball after Valentine's Day? Like I thought he'd be in the second and third. Yep. Like I thought he would yep. be an all-NBA team, but... I didn't think he'd be first. I was yeah, surprised. It was a nice surprise. I thought it'd be Kawhi or KD. I think it just shows like how incredible that run was, uh, you know, pre All Star break that he had, where he was just on an MVP tear, hitting those buzzer beaters. You know, like I, I think a lot of people really noticed that and took stock of that, which it does make it all the more disappointing account, that he got hurt. So, I, yeah, I also right. wonder if um, if some media members didn't vote Kawhi in the first team because of the the limited amount of games that he played. Yeah, you know they're that's const- a good point. constantly resting on back to backs and whatnot. I wonder if that that took a took a role in in his second team. Well, that's why I don't like the fact that Rudy Gobert got def- Defensive Player of the Year because didn't he miss quite a few games to begin yeah. the season again? Yep, it's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know how you take that into account, but I think it makes it starts to justify PG being in there. You know, if you're going to put guys in there who are resting, it's PG wasn't resting, but it was obvious that something was wrong and affecting his performance. That it's interesting. It's it's not necessarily the total look at the entire season, but it's kind of celebrating people who had you know played it played at their peaks at different points. Right. I think but, too there there's a little bit of like celebrating the comeback story with PG. I think people want to see him succeed, which is such a contrast from how I feel like most people feel about Russ, which yeah. is quite the opposite. <laughs> But it's like they, they want to see Paul George be first team all NBA just because of what he went through with the, with the knee injury and his whole journey back. Like they're, they're rooting for the guy. And I think you also have to tap to kind of take uh, recency bias into uh, effect as well. You know, a lot of people are going to, to take into consideration what they saw at the end of the season. And Rudy Gobert and the Jazz really went on a run there to end the season while the Thunder absolutely did not. I'm outside those five, that five game stretch at the very end of the season. 
Um, and, you know, that's actually something that really helped Russ in his M- MVP season a couple of seasons ago, I think, was the way he finished the season, the way the Thunder finished the season, what Russ was able to accomplish. While I think early on this season, it was Harden who really kind of led the MVP campaign that year. All right. So here's the deal. How's my man's going to get all NBA first team and have to call out the media multiple times regarding NBA officiating as far as not getting any fouls in comparison to Jokic, Curry, Harden? Antetokounmpo, <laughs> Embiid, Durant, Lillard, Kawhi, Kyrie, all these dudes in the first two, three teams get all of the calls, and Russ and uh, PG do not. Like, does he get? He's not going to get the calls next year. So, like, I'm like just even more pissed that he's first teamer, and he like has yeah. to complain give him, give him multiple the superstar times calls. throughout the year. Yep. Jesus Christ! Like, Russ costing us two healthy shoulders. Like, Blake Griffin gets them when he's healthy. LeBron James gets them. Kemba, I don't watch enough Kemba, but like everybody else is getting these calls. Does anybody and, watch Charlotte though? Like, do people in Charlotte watch the uh, watch the Hornets? I almost called them the Bobcats. Hey, there is Probably a not. Charlotte <laughs> podcast. I know, but there is a Charlotte podcast on this uh, Blue Wire Network. Oh, so. go listen to it. Yeah, that. Yeah, hey, oh yeah. my god, <laughs> on the Blue Wire Network they have a Bucks podcast called the Hero Step. Yeah, I saw that. That's incredible. Step, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, Great so man. good. So clever, and I want to just listen to it and buy a gyro or a euro, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, that first and team, first team all defense, all five of those guys are like crazy good passers too, which is, mm. I just think it's it, it, it's a cool kind of trend that's with that first teams. They all yeah. are good passers. Remember I will say- when Tony Allen was like locking up somebody and he kept on, was it Tony Allen or was it Patrick Beverly? That it was Tony Allen yelling, team first team all defense. Team yeah. all defense. Yeah, that was Tony first Allen. First team all defense. I, <laughs> I miss that guy. I will say one thing that did surprise me a little bit is, uh, maybe not surprise me as much as I thought it could be really close, and that's the Jokic-Embiid um, yep. comparisons there. You know, I was curious to see who voters would kind of bump to first Y'all team and vote into second team. Yeah. Goodbye. Y'all taken. Joel or Nikola Jokic? I would take Jokic. I think he had a better overall regular season. Also, Embiid, you know, he just he struggles staying healthy. I mean, he was yep. much more healthy this season than he has been in the past, but he still struggles where Jokic is out there running point guard. If, which is if, what if I was you're start, say if today. you're starting a team, uh, are you taking Jokic or Embiid? Which Jokic still doing Jokic? Jokic, Jokic I, is uh, Embiid. The like Embiid one count. is interesting because of the defense, man. Like, yeah, he's, no, he's you're an right. anchor. But yeah, I was going to say, if, if, it's, if it's one game, I might take Embiid. If I'm going over a whole season, or like you said, Jacob, if I'm starting a team, I think I go Jokic because of the health concerns. And his, his Jokic's passing is insane, man. And, he, well, he's he a better is, shooter, too. Yeah, he's he's just such an offensive threat. It's incredible. I just think, I think that his lack of athleticism might lower his ceiling, where I, I don't think we've even seen... Joel Embiid get close to what he could be. I think. I mean, he's he's shown drastic improvement every year. I agree with you. I just hope he can stay healthy. You know, yep. that's what I was going to say. I don't know that we might ever get to see his full ceiling because of the sad, But it yeah, I, I hope we do for sure. All right, you guys want to move on to second team? Well, one more team. One more thing. One more. Okay. More team. One more. What Jokic is a iconic uh, idea, an ideal, and for uh, dad bods everywhere. Oh, yeah. Amen to that. That's true. Oh, yeah. Jokic yeah. looks like the dude that's up at the YMCA playing pickup right now. <laughs> Getting buckets. 
<laughs> the guy at the YMCA wishes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so second team, we already mentioned him. Embiid, Durant, Lillard, Leonard, and Irving. Any surprises here for you guys? That's there's no standard. Rest. Yeah, not really. I, yeah, I was gonna say that seems pretty standard. I mean, I, there were some local people maybe arguing that Russ should be up in there, but I don't know if I can justify that. Um, Hell uh, no. I mean, Russ had yeah, a great yeah. year. Um, maybe I, maybe you put him above Kyrie because uh, I don't know. You, I, th- I think there's an argument there, but I do think Damian Lillard had had a better season uh, overall than Russ, so I, I think Dame deserves right. it. Damian and Kyrie both advanced past the first round of the playoffs and didn't shoot horrific field goal percentages. That yeah, but, but uh, no, the voting is, took yeah. place before the playoffs, I think, though. Right. Yeah. yeah another regular a, well, then field goal percentages. Yeah. No, that's that's yeah. true. True. But, but the stats are great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Third uh, team. How about third team? So speaking of Russ, you had Westbrook, uh, Blake Griffin, Bron Bron. Rudy Gobert and Kimba Walker. So the all hurt team besides Kimba and Russ. <laughs> yeah. I think this one's much more controversial because you have guys like LeBron, for example, and Kimba, um, and guys left out such as um, Bradley Beal and Clay Thompson. You know, okay. so like, does LeBron? LeBron basically gets there because of his name. Um, Kimba had a ridiculous <laughs> first half of the season where he was just on fire. <laughs> you tell me that motherfucking hot you lied, motherfucker. LeBron, I mean, LeBron not deserving what, it's what a hot take, LA, but I agree know? with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd like to see Bill in there. I really would. I know that, you know, would get LeBron him. LeBron played half a season and still got on third team. Right, and that's the other thing, They're too. They're not allowed to not season. put him on one of those teams. Yeah, he played, half, like, he played half a season, and regardless of what happens in the playoffs uh, and when the voting occurs, didn't make the playoffs and, right. and, and still gets third team. Blake Griffin, yeah, played Adam Silver gets put in timeout. Still made no. the list, but they actually made the playoffs. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that, Blake had a speaking of recency bias, he had a crazy end to the season as well. Um, uh, what Kem- do you guys think? So, do you guys Kemba balled out, but uh, they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, did you guys see Clay's interview when they were interviewing him and they told him that the teams had just been announced? Yeah, and um, and that he didn't make All NBA, and basically he almost twisted it like as. Rather than saying, like, I can't believe I didn't make the team, is more of, like, I'm not getting the respect I deserve here yeah. on this team, on the Golden State. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. The way I took it is he was kind of saying, he said, didn't he say something like, you know, I'd rather win a championship than be third-team All-NBA, but do I think there's that many guys better than me? No. Yeah. Like, not yeah. a chance. To me, it sounded like he was more arguing that he – he deserves to to be recognized more than the the supermax implications that come with it. Yeah, which that's which the thing. I, I think, you guys, oh, sorry, go ahead, Justin. I, I was gonna say, what do you guys think about like? I don't know. I I get conflicted about having guys' contracts tied to how they finish in all NBA voting for all the reasons. I mean, we've hit on all of it. It's like, oh yeah, PG's up there because. Guys are rooting for the comeback story, or LeBron's got to be in there, or like there's all these other factors. In there yeah, it's that really subjective. Really signify who the best players were in any given season. So is it fair to tie a guy's salary and earnings to something that's so subjective? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I've heard the argument because, a lot. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, like, let's say you offered some incentives to Stephen Adams. Or you offer some incentives to I don't know probably a better a better person to attribute that to would be like Mellow or something like that, 
where they tend to get lazy and just play within the system. And not that Stephen Adams is lazy, but play within the system and not be like at a high, play at a higher level. Just play to the necessary means. So there are like stupid players uh, with low IQ that uh, that you might need that for, like a J.R. Smith, to where <laughs> you say, "Hey, if you do this much, you get a part of this. You get a bump in salary and stuff like that." So like some people need the incentive to where others, like a LeBron James or a Russell Westbrook or a PG, they're intrinsically motivated. Therefore, they don't need those extra incentives. Now, I mean, Clay signed the contract, so it's kind of his deal, anyways. Right. Yeah, I've heard a lot of arguments today about should the media, should media members who get to vote for All NBA have the right. control <laughs> of of essentially players getting getting the supermax and it affecting their salary. Um, and it's an interesting question, but I don't know what other criteria you go to. I mean, right. we're not going to let players vote. I mean, we've seen what happens when the players vote for All Stars, right? Like, right. Alex Abrinas, like, Alex Abrinas got exactly. a vote this year, you know? Right. right. Kyle so, Singler. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's... But then you have media doing the same, not the same thing, to to a lesser extent. But, for example, like Dwayne Wade got votes, or like one or two votes for second-team All-NBA. And uh, there was another one, too, that was just kind of asinine, really. Um, and so you're right. When you tie a player's potential salary earnings, um, the, the Supermax, to All-NBA or, you know, other credentials like that it, it it it's very controversial and i think that there's a bigger conversation as well that's kind of going on is like the supermax that was designed to keep these star players these franchise cornerstones with a team is a backfiring you know because we see the paul georges and the lebrons and the um you know all these different players who have turned those extensions anthony davis's who have turned these extensions down um so i don't know uh, yeah, I it's, think it's an interesting conversation. I think it's weird because, uh, I mean, if Anthony Davis wouldn't have had such an oddball season and and played all year in in, in New Orleans, then you don't see Rudy Gobert on an All NBA team, and he's not getting that potential supermax contract. So it comes down to a guy having a year where he requests a trade or demands a trade results in him having the ability to get paid $60 million in one year. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Rudy Gobert isn't even like one of the top five centers in the game. No, Carl Anthony Towns is way better than him. It makes me so angry. That was another hey. guy affected by this. Uh, he's not going to get a, a Supermax, yeah, net, big right? Cat, big Cat had a $32 million incentive on his deal. Or an incentive, uh, he, yeah, that's right. So yeah. He made I mean, a All-NBA team. Dame and Kemba are now eligible for Supermax contracts, and Bradley Beal is not, right? And we, we've kind of talked about this on this podcast before, that Bradley Beal, if, if the Supermax is out there for him, maybe it's in the best interest of Washington to trade him at the, at the highest end of his value before they have to pay him a shitload of money and yep. and recoup. Now maybe that that storyline changes a bit because Washington doesn't even have to worry about offering him that supermax extension anymore because they cannot under the current rules. You know, so it's it's really it's an interesting kind of dynamic there. At the same time, I really hope Utah pays him that supermax because that will in turn implode their team because he ain't worth it. Rudy, yeah. 
Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. It's a good movie. <laughs> For white guys everywhere. Mm. And hobbits. Yeah. John Aston fans. So we were talking about Beale a little bit ago. I know there's been discussion about Beale and OKC and probably more wishful thinking than anything. But what do you guys think about Troy Weaver and the Wizards situation? You think you think he'll end up there? You think he's the guy? It sounds pretty serious, you know. Yeah, I know he's Red interviewed Cats twice over at the Athletic covering of Washington. Yeah, yeah, and he's—I mean—he's a Sam Presti uh, protege who, and Sam Presti was obviously uh, a Spurs a, a protege of the Spurs system. So I, I think there's a lot to be excited about in a guy like Weaver taking over, and I think he probably has aspirations to be a head GM as well. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, I know he interviewed twice. He's one of three guys that's interviewed for that job um, now that. Tim Connolly from Denver turned it down. Uh, they they might shift over that way. What's really interesting to me is I don't know all the ins and outs of Washington Wizards basketball. I'm not going to act like I do. But you have draft workouts. You have a, a lottery pick. Um, the draft is in less than a month. I would assume you want to get a GM in there pretty quick. Like, right. Absolutely. You got free agency yep. after that. You have the Bradley Beal decision. I mean, I know the GM isn't the end all be all. I know that you have tons of people in the organization and you like at the end of the day, you answer to ownership. But that's uh you would think they want to hire somebody soon, you know? Seems like a good idea. You would think if they didn't get Connolly, <laughs> they'd have like option B like lined up and ready to go. Well, like, I think a good example of this is on the flip side, you have Memphis, right? Who hired their president of operations. Taylor, you keep cutting Pretty out cool. really bad. I, I, we just lost oh, you. Hmm. Sorry. Will you repeat that? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Do I sound better now? Yeah. Okay, good. That's weird. Um, I said, well, on the flip side of the Wizards, you have a team like the Memphis Grizzlies who recently hired their president of basketball operations. I think it's called like Rosas. Um, he followed Nick on Twitter recently. So that's kind of exciting. Um, <laughs> and then they recently went, hired their head coach. Uh, they, they went ahead and went with Ryan Saunders. And now they're pretty much zeroing in on their who they're going to take with their draft pick and John Morant. They kind of are a team that kind of have their stuff together, you know? I think you're and getting think two teams like, mixed kinda up there. A, oh, really? Oh, did I say Grizzlies and what did I say? Yeah, you're, you're you're talking about Minnesota, but but then you keep oh, mentioning Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> I said Minnesota. Sorry. I guess when I cut out, I got very confused. I meant uh, the Grizzlies, Memphis. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think, I think the Troy Weaver thing is interesting. Um I know he's been around Oklahoma City for a long time. I know he's been kind of instrumental in a lot of things that the Thunder have done. He was, <laughs> for better or worse, he was the main recruiter and, and one of the main reasons that Melo waived the no-trade clause and came to Oklahoma City. Um, so he's he's been in, in a lot of things. So I think Thunder fans' hope is Washington hires Troy Weaver, and then <laughs> he immediately turns around and trades Beal to the Thunder. <laughs> Kind of like Rob Hennigan to Orlando and then sending Victor Oladipo this way. It's all part of Presti's process. Yep. It's all about it. the long con. I dig it. And then as soon as, as Weaver gets fired for making that decision, Presti will hire him back like he did with Rob <laughs> Hennigan. 
it's genius. I I think Hennigan's job title with the with the organization now is something like the the manager of insight and foresight or something like that. That's incredible. It's weird. Like I think I want a job title like that that just sounds completely made up. I think he like gets a crystal ball and like a spell book whenever he signs up for that job. <laughs> it's like a fortune teller. If you want a job that's like completely made up but has a high salary, just join any sort of education administration job. No, oh, that's God. not right. now that's we're not digging right. in. You're going with that. Now we're digging into the weeds. Just, I thought you were going to say I should be a TV meteorologist. <laughs> uh, okay. It's a, uh, I'm just telling you, this podcast is getting into a, uh, a potentially dangerous situation. PDS. <laughs> it's just a watch, though, not a warning. Just Don't a worry. watch. Isn't every tornado watch a potentially dangerous situation? Some are more ripe for terror than others, Jacob. You don't know. It depends on how much, how many ratings the network needs. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't get any of these jokes, um, for those of us who live in Oklahoma City, we've had like really bad severe weather. Uh, ro- Oklahoma City has had like five drops of rain, but <laughs> place other places in Oklahoma have had some bad severe weather, and uh, and the local media has really hyped it up. Um, and it's become a bit of an issue. So just trying to keep you prepared, Jacob. That's right. Better safe than dead. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, so speaking of being prepared, is not as good of a segue as my first one. <laughs> you guys like the uh, Lion King? Be prepared. That's such a good song. That Scar sings. <laughs> that's underrated. That's an underrated song from Lion King. The uh, the Lion King live action movie comes out three days before my birthday. I'm really excited <laughs> about that. We're going to totally get off on a tangent here. I love the Lion King cast, too. They killed it's that so casting. Good. You know, they should have shaved the Lion King's cast. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's another uh, another segue. Are we getting into it? I guess. Okay, we're doing it. Um, let's get some music bumping here. As I tell you guys... <laughs> Come here, you guys. Stop laughing. As I tell you guys about our sponsor for the podcast for the day, Harry's Razors. Harry's Razors has teamed up with Blue Wire to help their listeners with a better shaving experience. You can go to Harry's, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash Blue Wire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five-blade razor, the lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. Kamiar, you have uh, have some thick facial hair. Do you uh, Do you use any sort of razor? Or you're not a shave guy? Do you just trim it up? I uh, I'm not a shave guy. Just tr- just trim that, trim that thing up. Keep that thing on me. Oh well, uh, well, whenever you need to uh, to shave it clean, maybe for a job interview, just go with Harry's razors. Oh yeah, sounds good. Enough with the cheap razors. Go to Harry's now. It's just three dollars for our loyal listeners. Harry has fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price. They're f- uh, Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. Just need simplicity. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany. You guys ever been to Germany? <laughs> Nine. I've heard no. it's a pretty country. Alps. They bought a blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. You can join the 10 million people. It's a lot of folks who have tried Harry's. 
Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash blue wire. Again, that's harrys.com slash blue wire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they will give you a full refund. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash blue wire to redeem your razor for $3. Dude, that's like less than a cup of coffee. You could get coffee or you could get a clean shave from a razor that came straight from the motherland of Germany. And if you're not poor, you could get both cup of coffee and Harry's razors. There you go. You could sh- <laughs> I was going to make that joke too. Drink all the coffee, get hopped up on caffeine, then shave. Nothing bad will happen. Harry's.com slash blue wire. Check it out. Bang, bang. I like that beat. I wish we could like play it the entire podcast in the background. You know what I like more than that beat? Harry's razors. Harry, Harry's razors. Oh. It's a really good company name because his name is Harry and he's like sponsoring a razor. And it might be Harry. Clever. Yeah. Anyways, Clever. back to the Lion King. Uh, all I want to say is there are three hyenas and there are three Migos and they didn't jump on that opportunity and I'm kind of upset. True. Could you True. imagine <laughs> off- Offset as Ed? For Puma, which is awesome. Yeah, Seth Rogen yeah. is such a, <laughs> such a great one. Um, Childish Gambino as Simba. It's good. Yep. Uh, Beyonce as Nala. That's a good one. I'm excited, yeah. You guys gonna go see a And it's directed by John Favreau, and I love John Favreau. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Nick, do you uh, like The Lion King? Uh, I'm gonna watch it. I can't say I'm as excited as you guys sound to see it, but it's definitely something I'll go see. You can go see Aladdin this weekend. Yes, I'm gonna see not this weekend, but I'm gonna see Aladdin at some point. I just saw Detective Pikachu. Uh, it's pretty cheesy. Pretty bad acting, but it was it was entertaining and kind of took you down memory lane. It's worth watching. I went to the local um, here in Dallas. We have a place called Alamo Draft House. The and best. Five dollar Tuesdays. So I went and watched that for five bucks. Nice. That's cool. So Very so cool. quick movie going story for you guys, real quick before we move on. I know we're completely on a tangent here, but uh, we're in the rabbit hole, so might as well keep diving. So a couple weeks ago, my fiance and I finally bought tickets to go see Avengers Endgame. I'm yep. not going to spoil anything, but I will say, so I'm looking up tickets on my phone. Okay. I don't even know if I've told you guys this story, like even off the pod. Uh, I'm looking up tickets on my phone and I find these tickets. And uh, so at the local theater here uh, in South OKC, whenever you buy tickets online or whenever you go to the, the theater to buy tickets, you have to pick your seats. It's not just like random seating, right? It's like signed right. seating. Yeah. yeah, we do that. And it's the uh, greatest invention. Yes, it is. Uh, especially after a couple years ago when I went to the Star Wars midnight release and some woman tried to fist fight a guy for a seat. Um, <laughs> some some was good it, entertainment. Was the guy you? No, but I thought he was about to punch her, and I was like, oh, God, here we go. Um, anyways, so the the seating chart, there wasn't a lot of seats, and I was like, okay, these must be like the big oversized comfy chairs that like recline and have the, the butt warmers in them and everything. And the tickets were like 20 bucks a piece. And I looked at it and it said that the movie was in 4D, 4DX. And I was like, okay, oh. that just much, must mean it's like super HD. Cool. Let's do it. So I ordered the tickets, tell my fiance, hey, tomorrow we're going to see Avengers. Um, right before we go to the movie, she says, hey, do you know what 4DX is? I was like, yeah, it's just like HD. It's going to be really nice. 3D. That's no, not even 3D. It's 4D, fourth dimension, woman. It's going to be cool. 
So, do you guys know what 40x is? Nope. I do. I'm okay. excited to hear about I it. I do. Okay. So, Some Universal Studios stuff. Your chair is connected <laughs> to like a goddamn roller coaster track. Oh. And the chair like shakes and moves. So, like there's an action scene and your chair's shaking so damn hard you're about to have a seizure. <laughs> During the raining scenes, they have like these sprinklers in the room that drop water droplets on you. If there's like a splash in front of you, they have this mist sprayer in the chair in front of you that sprays you. Uh, they like pump smells like scents into the theater. Yeah. So whenever like they go into a burning building, you get the smell of smoke. Um, it was crazy. Uh, I hated it's literally it. Like Disney World, Universal yeah. Studios. I want to right? see. I want to see cool. Avengers: awesome. The Roller Coaster Experience. Yeah, I dude, huh. I did not That's like it at all. Especially because huh. whenever like the camera zooms in, they like slightly start to tilt your chair forward, or they slightly start to tilt your chair back. So I was like, dude, am I like dizzy and tripping balls right now, or is yeah. my chair like, like actually moving? And gonna make you nauseous during the the fighting scenes, the action scenes. The chairs going crazy, and so it's hard to to focus. It just I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> Won't do it again. Seems a little aggressive for Avengers. I'm yeah, and like I'm so and at the theater you can bring food and drink in. So I'm like trying to eat a chicken tender, and it's like damn things about to shake out of my hand. Ketchup's flying every goddamn way. <laughs> that is the best mental picture I've had all night. <laughs> And I had this guy next to me that was uh, very vocal. <laughs> so, like, the chair, chair starts moving. He was like, oh, shit. It was really funny. It was a good experience. But I won't do it again. Anyways, let's talk about basketball some more. Uh, you guys want to talk about the draft? We got a, yeah. got a draft coming up. Combine just ended. Combine just ended. There is a plethora of mock drafts with – Basically, it seems like almost every single one has a different prediction for who the Thunder will take, uh, which basically to me means nobody has any idea. Yep. But I'd like to go through some of these and you guys give me your thoughts on each one. Ready? Ready for spaghetti. <laughs> I like spaghetti. I had spaghetti for dinner. Was it anyway, uh, CBS Sports. They have the Thunder taking Cam Johnson from UNC. No. What do you guys think? Boo. Hold on, hold on. I have a sound. I for love, this. I love, I love Cam Johnson. I don't know what y'all are talking about. You love Johnson? Whoa. Whoa. No, he, Boy, like, he's a he's a a shooter that is the Presti mold. It's the long wing that's versatile and and is athletic, but he can also actually shoot. He can Imagine actually shoot. That. Yeah. I don't think he's that athletic he's... though, is he? But if he can actually shoot, is he really in the Presti mold? Ooh. I said he's the Presti yeah. mold that can shoot. <laughs> oh. I'm not a big so fan an of Cam Johnson. NBA player. He, he run the floor in transition. I'm not a big Johnson fan, but yeah. I've yeah. also heard otherwise. <laughs> uh, that was uh, Tyler Johnson in one of our previous – or that was the last podcast. You guys go check that out. Yeah, what, so we talked about on, a couple what, of these guys. What did but... Taylor say again the last pod? Big Johnson? Oh. I'm not a huge Johnson fan. You're not a huge yeah. Johnson fan. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> not what I heard. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> okay. I didn't even realize it until somebody pointed it out after the podcast. Taylor got great. like defensive on Twitter about it. It was like, whoa, bro. Tyler Johnson isn't that bad. And the guy was like, Taylor, it's just a dick joke. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, apologies to Cam Johnson. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> the next one. This guy actually shows up on a couple, uh, couple mock drafts. Both SI and Bleacher Report have the Thunder taking Matisse Thibel, and there's the rumors floating out there about a Presti promise. He definitely fits the Presti mold. What do you guys think about this? The more I look at him, the more I kind of like him because, I mean, yeah, he's like, what, 6'5", has a 7-foot wingspan. The dude is long uh, and athletic as crap. One of the things that, and then if you look at his first three years in college, he's, he shot like a collective 38% from three, just like that. his last senior, he dipped a little bit, and uh, his shot's not busted by any means. Like, he shoots around 80, 80%, about 80% from free throw line, so his shot's not yep. busted, just needs to be cleaned, refined. Uh, but the thing that concerns me the most just regarding him is that they played in a 2-3 zone, um, and so I don't That's know what point. is... I don't know what his one-to-one man-to-man skills are regarding playing defense. Yeah, I, I think that's a really you. good point. Yeah, the more I watch him, the the kind of the higher I get on him. Uh, I he seems like a guy the Thunder would take. I kind of enjoy him. I think he could. He's a senior. He's 22. He's only a year older than Ferguson. I think he could come in and probably contribute, uh, carve out a role from the bench, and. Let's be honest, if, if he comes in and, and he plays like the Thunder think he can play and kind of like how he played in, in college, he's one-tenth one of the price of Andre Robertson. Bye, Dre. Right. That's exactly I, uh, what I, I was going to ask. I, point I out think these players. Tra- if you draft him, I think you have to trade Dre. Yeah. yeah There's no, no room for Ferg, Dre, and Thibault on the same team. And so, Holly. I mentioned this on yeah. our last podcast with Jacob when we were covering him, but uh, some of the player comparisons that Kevin O'Connor has on his ringer mock draft is Danny Green, Gary Harris, Tony Allen, which seems Sign fantastic. Sign me up. <laughs> right? So uh, I, I, I'm with you guys. And I think Except the fact for the Tony Allen so comparison, Thibault could shoot better than that. Than that, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah a better shooting Tony Allen. It's a good comparison there. Nick, do you have Next any thoughts? One. You're being quiet. I, I'm being quiet because I don't want to – shit talk too much i'm not a fan of this dude oh okay touche next one uh from the ringer they have the thunder picking kildon johnson from kentucky don't know a lot about him I know he's, he's a big guy isn't he i know he's really no he's a wing he's like six seven six six uh he shot 38 percent from three but he's really young too he's like 19 uh, i think he was a really highly touted guy coming out of high school um and and we've kind of seen with Kentucky that the, these kids, yep. a lot of times they play better when they get to the league in, in a faster-paced system. I know Keldon Johnson is also like a, uh, a hyper-athlete bulldog defender. Yeah, he, he's, he's out of Oak Hill, so you know he's a, a big-time prospect. It's just a matter of, I mean, I don't know. He's kind of like an anti-Diallo. He's like, he can shoot, but... We don't really know what he's going to be at the next level, whereas Diallo is just that freak athlete that can't shoot. It, I don't know. He's, he's kind of an uncertain guy. Yeah, I would agree with that. Sticking with Kentucky, the next mock draft, NBA Draft Net, has the Thunder taking Tyler Hero. No, no, no. 100% no. I do not want. No. Tell me more. 
There's he's... so there's so many guys on Twitter that are like so many riding this Tyler Hero bandwagon. And I'm like, y'all, like I don't understand what it is. I, I I don't get it. Like he's he doesn't have the the measurables or the athleticism or the, anything. The, yeah, the guy's wingspan is shorter than his height. He's got he is yeah. anti presty right. He's got T Rex right. arms. I don't know if he can tie his own shoes. He can't bend over that far. Arms <laughs> are too like damn short. He's he's that he's that kid that has like good highlight videos and like looks good when you watch a four minute tape of the shots he made as a freshman or like at the draft down, combine. Right when you get when you get down to it, like I mean, I'm not. There's a lot of guys that I say that about that end up being okay. There's a lot of guys that end up being good in the NBA that aren't high prospects, but I don't think this kid's it. I think he's got a decent enough ceiling, like if he really really panned out. But I think his floor is. Like his absolute floor is out of the league in two years. Yep. You know, I I feel like he's he's a Luke Kennard, he's a Kyle Singler. Right. Um, I mean, nothing nothing against the kid, but I just like yeah, he 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 pans out. I think he shot ninety three percent from the free throw line. Like he can shoot the ball, but and and so many people on Twitter, Thunder fans are like, oh, the Thunder just need a shooter. They've already got athletes. They just need a shooter. You have to understand, like, you it's not football. You don't just play one side of the ball, right? Like, right. he can go out there and shoot, but if he's giving up a bucket every single possession down and people are just targeting him, you can't play him. You just yep. can't. He's pretty slow, particularly on the defensive end. Especially he laterally. He's not players. an athlete. Right. He's got short arms. Right. Um, he doesn't measure out to be able to guard anywhere besides probably the one of the two. Um, and he's he's... He's too small to guard threes. He's too slow to guard ones and twos. Um, I know people are going to probably listen to us and say, we don't need another defender. Well, here's the thing. If you can't play defense, you're not going to play in the league. Like, right. Yeah, but if and you're especially his, not gonna play weaknesses, for Billy. his weaknesses in his profile reads the exact same as Clay Thompson. So, you know, <laughs> your opinion's like invalid, man. Oh, can that be your permanent Thunder Twitter voice? Yeah. God, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not high on hero, so I'm glad to hear you guys aren't either. Uh, but I, he does have a cool I, name, though. I want to okay. say something. Yeah. Um, well, too damn I, bad. I, We're I moving on. I, I'm just no. I don't. Ha- I don't have the actual like numbers in front of me, but just to put it in perspective, I, I looked at this the other day, and Tyler Hero's wingspan, from what I looked at is about the same as Raymond Felton. Oh, God. <laughs> That's scary. And he's taller than Ray. So here's what we need to do. Just put them both in like a rib-eating contest, and whoever wins makes the roster. That's not fair. That's unfair. <laughs> you know well, gonna Raymond was going to whoop say, look his like, ass. Coming back. <laughs> well, actually, um, uh, yeah, I, I mean... I was gonna nothing. Go ahead. Right. I was gonna keep talking bad, but I'm done. <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, don't, don't say, say anything at all. At all. <laughs> One last mock draft for us to talk about from from the mothership ESPN. They have the Thunder taking Taylen Horton Hucker Tucker Horton Tucker. I'll say it three times fast. No, yeah, flip, flip the letters. I like that. Taylen Horton Hucker. T T H. T H T, T H T. 
Thoughts on THT? So it's Almost funny, like we, we talked about wingspan with Tyler Hero uh, and how he's got T-Rex arms because Taylor Horton Tucker is, I think, 6'4 with a 7'1 wingspan. Crazy. So he's Tyler like, Hero can't tie his own shoes. Taylor Horton Tucker doesn't have to bend down to tie his shoes. He can just stand like fully erect. Uh, that's yeah. that's an, what? out of context. Don't, that's a really... Don't <laughs> say that. What is wrong with you? He can stand straight <laughs> up. And still tie his yeah. shoes because his arms are so freaking long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, another I Iowa State versatile player. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. He's out of Iowa State, and one of his comps is Deontay Burton because he's he's six four, like two forty five. He's a thick boy. I love it. Love like it. Five C's thick. Yeah. Can he shoot the ball though? I think he's a thirty percent three point shooter. Woo. He's, he's also, also I think the youngest guy in the draft. <laughs> He's wow. he's like nineteen and three months, nineteen and four months, something like that. So okay, so he would take on another project. Yeah, which you know, to me loves a good young player. <laughs> I I don't see the Thunder taking on a a young guy that's going to take a long time to develop this draft because I kind of see them in, in a win now mode, trying to get somebody that that can contribute in the next year or two, not somebody that that is three, four, five years down the line. Bible. And they they or already Shea got Shea Gilgis Alexander's cousin from Virginia Tech. He's my favorite. I He's love got that a kid. question. I got a question for you guys. Okay. Um, and just a simple yes or no. And I no, I don't think he will be there at this point in the draft. But if Bull Bull is available at twenty one, do you think all promises and prior thoughts go out the window and the Thunder take him regardless? No. Not at this point of where the Thunder are at, but I think a team in that range who is willing to gamble on Bobo, I think it could be worth it because it the payoff could be huge. You know, like he has a ton of potential, but his frame and I know we've talked about this in previous pods, but his frame scares me so much. You know, he's very injury prone, but if he can bulk up a little bit and can develop, continue to develop, I mean, it, it, he could be a heck of a player. I like how Nick said yes or no only, and Taylor said, "Hi, I'm <laughs> Taylor Peterson. Like Welcome little to little my TED Talk." um i i say no i say no as well interesting i i i'm kind of in the boat that it's a for sure yes interesting he's uh he had a really bad combine as far as like his his weight and and his speed and some things um he's he's fascinating he's really fascinating so if you guys had to take one of the guys that's mocked for OKC, which one are you taking? We have Cam Johnson, Thibault, Keldon Johnson, Hero, or Horton Tucker. I'm I'm going Thibault. I am as well. Thibault, Cam Johnson. At least no one said Tyler Hero. So, Justin, what do you say? Yeah, <laughs> Tyler Hero. I probably lean. I probably lean Thibault as well. I just it's partly like I think. That's who the Thunder will pick, but also, um, yeah, I like I like his athleticism. I think he fits this team well. I think he he can fit in on the defensive end, and he's a slightly better shooting version of Andre Robertson. I yep. just I just think I think on a guy that shoots six threes a game at a forty six percent clip, that's not something you can you can pass up on. Yeah, and he's only get that, so he can contribute. You know, sooner than like we were talking about those young projects. I um, but at the end of the day, my my favorite candidate. And we will get into 
more draft stuff in future podcasts. But my favorite candidate still, like like Kamiar said, is Nikhail Alexander Walker out of Virginia Tech. Yeah, he Shay Gilgis Alexander's cousin, and everybody keeps on not knowing that. Yep, <laughs> he's he his comps are Shay and Malcolm Brogdon. Yep, which and, are amazing, very good, young, promising NBA players. Yep. Just yep. throwing it out there. Absolutely. I like yep. him a lot. Hey, uh, Toronto won. Yep. I just wow. saw that. Three straight. Game six. So, game Drake six is wow. going to be. Yeah, game Drake six in Toronto for, uh, Dude, for the NBA Finals. He already is unbearable. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, you guys want to wrap this up with some blockbuster trades? I never, yes! I never wrap up, but let's go. So, blockbuster trades. This is a, a new thing that we're doing. So we are each going to present a massive trade, something that would break the internet, send off wash bombs, the whole shebang. We've run it through Trade Machine to ensure that, in theory, it's something that could work. We'll all present our trades, and then we'll talk about them and decide collectively which one is the most interesting trade. Taylor, you look eager. I feel like you should go first. Put me in, Coach. I'm ready. <laughs> What's your blockbuster? So, this is kind of interesting. Um, on TradeNBA.com, which is my new favorite trade site, rather than the it actually works. It actually works. Yeah, and you can like do picks and all that fun yeah. stuff. It's really cool. Um, they actually had the team that the Thunder would be trading with decreasing uh, by six wins, and the Thunder decreasing by four. But I think you guys are going to like it more than they do. So I have us sending out Stephen Adams, which is going to be a common theme here, I'm sure. Um, Hamadou Diallo and Terrence Ferguson. And if we're being honest, we may have to throw in some draft picks as well for this one for Drew Holiday and uh, Williams, just kind of for salary matching purposes. Filler. Yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, a lot of youth. I think Holiday. I think New Orleans says yes. And I think Oklahoma City would never consider that. It's not worth getting rid of the uh, the future. I mean, that's yeah, I that's think, two that's two starters, right? Yeah. But you're getting Holiday in return to match and try to uh, kind of coincide with you find a five, Russ, you find yeah. a five yeah. and run with Russ and, and Drew in the backcourt. Could Russ yeah. and Drew in the backcourt would be nasty. The thing is, even if you know that trade obviously works salary wise, it's not going to help us much with our salary cap, quote True. unquote. Find a five. With our taxpayer MLE, probably doesn't land you anyone good. Yeah, you're looking at like Nerlens Noel level players. Yeah, I think, I think worse. Point. You're looking at Alex Lynn. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I think point. I think the the market for centers this summer will be interesting. Um, yeah. With, with with the money out there and the centers available, I think center is going to be the last place people kind of look. And so I, there might be some bargain bin stuff out there. I don't know, though. Was, wasn't was Alex like, Lynn selected before Steven Adams in the NBA draft? Yes. Yeah, he correct. was a high pick. That is correct. You can also play Jeremy, you know, a backup five as well. And if, you could. if Dre's healthy, you could play like a super small lineup of Dre, PG, Russ, Drew, and uh, Jeremy. It should be kind of fun. Oh, I yeah, thought you we were about to say put we Dre saying, at the five. <laughs> I was like, that's we really bold. Saying, five. Uh, it's almost like a broken record. I heard you say if Dre was healthy at this time last year, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I've got two trades if you guys would like to hear both of them. Oh, my gosh, the overachiever of the podcast. Let's go. <laughs> I try. 
Well, this one is a three-teamer between the Bulls, Ooh, I like three ways. the Pelicans, and of course, your own OKC Thunder. The Thunder would be sending out Russell Westbrook. Ooh. The Pelicans would be receiving Zach Levine, Cristiano Felicio, and Chris Dunn. And the Thunder would get Drew Holiday and Julius Randle. Oh, I know Comiar loves that one. He's so high on Julius Randle. I thought he was a free agent. Uh, He might have an option. He said not in this. (laughs) That one is interesting. That is interesting. Would you consider it? If you're pressy, do you consider it? Russ goes to the Bulls. Thunder gets Drew Holiday and Julius Randle. I part of me thinks uh, Presty would never do that, but what do I? You mean? don't yeah. think he thinks about it? I don't know. I uh, mm. it's so hard to say. I don't think so. I don't yeah, think right. the. I think the the loyalty factor trumps it, but it's from a basketball standpoint. It's it's intriguing. Yeah, I love it. it is very intriguing. Right. Okay, what's you your second one, Kamir? You could play all kinds of small ball five with Randall at the four and five and Jeremy Grant. But anyways, my other one is. A four-team trade. He broke the trade machine. Between (laughs) the Charlotte Hornets, the Detroit Pistons, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Hornets would get John Luehr from the Pistons and Steven Adams from OKC. The Pistons would indeed get Courtney Lee... From the Mavs, Bismack Biombo from the Hornets, and Andre Robertson from OKC. The Mavs get Cody Zeller from Charlotte and Dennis Schroeder from OKC. And the Thunder take back Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin yeah. and Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, that's an interesting one. So the Thunder are totally sending out Thunder are sending out Adams and Schroeder and Robertson. Adams Adams, Dre, and Robertson, and get back Blake Griffin and Tim Hardaway Jr. That's that's. I love that for OKC. Tim Hardaway has a shit contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well, you know who else has a shit contract? Dennis Schroeder and Steven Adams. So yeah, <laughs> that's uh that's an interesting one too. So what what would that make our starting lineup? Good. <laughs> uh, you'd have to go out and get a get a backup point guard. I I would assume you'd start Blake, uh, just a Blake Jeremy Grant front court. Um, so your starters would be Russ, Ferg, PG. No, Grant, you're Blake. starting Tim. Russ, at that Tim point. Hardaway. Yeah. You guys would start Tim Hardaway over Terrence Ferguson. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. He's a better defender. Absolutely. Wow. That's tough. Thicker. Yeah. He's like the healthy version of Wes Matthews, except less ugly, and his dad's been in the NBA. Tim Hardaway, <laughs> Tim Hardaway averaged, like, before he got traded to the Mavs and, like, his role switched and then he got hurt and had to have surgery. He was averaging, like, I want to say close to 20 points a game. Yeah, but He's who else it. was going to score on that New York team? Still. Stapps. <laughs> Chris Stapps wasn't Ferguson, healthy. Ferguson wouldn't score 20 points on any team. I, I would probably run Tim Hardaway as my sixth man, but maybe I'm just in the minority here. Nick, what's your trade? Mine is way less of a blockbuster. I didn't I didn't necessarily go to this extreme as you guys did. Mine is between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Miami Heat. 
and the Heat would send over Dion Thick Daddy Waiters. Sign me up. I'm in. And Josh Richardson. The oh, God, sign me up. Three and yeah. D player who turned <laughs> yeah. into a and memorial superstar. product, right? Yeah, yeah. We would Shout send back. We'd send back Dennis Schroeder, Andre Robertson, and our twenty-one overall pick. Yeah, I would also I like include it. my soul in that trade if that would get it done. <laughs> and the trade machine has the Heat minus one wins and the Thunder plus one wins. That's not including the trade, obviously, or the uh, pick, obviously. So. According to them, it works. And he could use it. Yeah, I'm with you. I like it. Okay, in that like instance, that in that one, I'm okay with Ferguson moving to the bench. So yeah. Fer- Ferguson and Waiters off the bench together? Yep. Like Ferguson that. ain't ever going to see the ball. Uh, <laughs> 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 Downhill, Dion. Justin, do you want to go next or want me to go next? Weight up. I can go. Okay. So it's funny. I had one with the Heat too, but since Nick just did that, I'm not going to do that. I have a completely stupid trade that will never happen and doesn't involve the Thunder. But I think it sounds fun. like the Paul George trade. I, <laughs> except it if literally it, this doesn't, one doesn't involve, doesn't thunder. involve gotcha. the Thunder. Gotcha. Um, but I think it's fun. I think it's fun to think about. Trade straight up Steph Curry for James Harden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun one. Same draft that class, is. those two. Indeed. I don't know if either team does it because the rivalry. I don't know if either yep. GM. Neither like, team does it, but it, it, it's, the Warriors would be so nobody, much nobody better. But right, who wins that from. trade? The Warriors 100% win that trade. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. James, Clay, Draymond, if they all stay, assuming KD leaves. I mean, that's. Yeah. I wish oh, KD man. would stay because I'd love to see Harden and KD back together, even if it's not in Oklahoma City. I would. Just weep every time I watched the NBA if that happened. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that because Katie's leaving this summer. <laughs> Apparently, going to the Clippers, according to Mark Stein. Not going to the Clippers, but a chance. Um, all right, you guys ready for mine? Mine is also yes. a non-Thunder trade. Um, mine was a little bit inspired today by our friends from the Trailcasters podcast. If you haven't listened to them, uh, they're awesome dudes. Go check them out. Um, Brandon from the Trailcasters today brought up on Twitter. He said, um, now is, is CJ McCollum's value is at its highest it's ever been. Now is the time to cash in uh, for trading him if you were ever going to. So my trade is pretty simple. It's just straightforward. Portland sends out CJ McCollum. Uh, in return, they bring back Orlando's first round pick, which is the 16th overall pick in the draft, and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, he said he was looking for somebody like uh, like Aaron Gordon. Yep. So you get um, you get a forward, tweet. you get a uh, a stretch forward, uh, CJ for Aaron Gordon and pick number sixteen. Oh, I mean, Brandon obviously would know better than me when it comes to the Trailblazers. Um, obviously, he's not still not super huge on CJ and Dame's fit together in the backcourt. But I don't know. I'm just not super huge on Gordon. Um, I think, I mean, he's super athletic, but I think that hurts them to an extent. You know, we saw what CJ can do, and he can carry a team for a game, and I'm not sure that Gordon can do that. Yeah, yeah puts a lot more pressure on Dame. But a Gordon Dame pick and roll is super fun to think about. So uh, that's at least intriguing, but I'm not sure I do that. I'm I not doing the, that. I think the thing with 
with CJ is, and they it the narrative changed a little bit with their performance in the playoffs. But at some point, you have to wonder: has the Dame CJ backcourt duo in Portland kind of run its course? Like, have they reached their seal ceiling? And I think that's the only reason that I entertain that trade just to see like let's change up the dynamic let's change up the personnel that we have see what a guy like aaron gordon could do to the due to this lineup and what happens to dame's game with a guy like that i was about to say i think you can get a little more for cj and then it kind of came to me and i haven't put this in the trade machine or anything so it's just off the top of my head but let's just say hypothetically these two players have the same salary would you guys trade bradley bill and cj mccollum straight up that's an interesting one. I just I just went back to the trade machine. Uh, the one I was thinking was uh, after the Anthony Davis trade. Uh, if you want to get a little bit younger, do you CJ for Drew straight up? Yeah, that's another good one, huh? I think they're both pretty interesting. Okay. I hope we get some crazy crazy trades this summer. I think we do. I think I think there's gonna be a lot of movement in the league this summer. You guys have anything else before we get out of here? Uh, that's it go buy harry's razors go buy harry's <laughs> razors also go subscribe to the blue wire podcast network let's bump some outro music hey thank you guys for checking us out again we really appreciate you we're super excited for this collaboration with with blue wire so make sure you follow them on twitter blue wire pods follow us on twitter at the underscore uncontested Kamiar, did you change your at Kamiar or just your name? No, it's just my name. He's he's still just the same old at Boomtown RW. We have Taylor at Taylor underscore P15. Justin is at OKC Tracker. Nick is at was it at Crane NBA? Yep. yep. At Crane NBA C R A I N. I am at Thundermob405. Go to iTunes, click that subscribe button. That would be cool. And then also uh, click the five stars for the review. Not the one star, the five stars. Uh, help us ramp those ratings up. That would be awesome. I think since last podcast, we got like four ratings, which is incredible. So keep that up. More than three. If anything happens with, with where our podcast is located or anything with Blue Wire, you guys will be the first to know. We will we will alert you on Twitter. We will drop a podcast on the old feed to let you know. We don't know how all that's going to work, but just be on the lookout for that. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, game six of the Eastern Conference Finals is coming up soon. Uh, three-day weekend? Close out. Oh, three-day weekend too, yeah. Closeout game for Toronto. Can they finally make it over the hump and get to the NBA Finals? Why not? This guy. We're going to leave now. Bye. <laughs> Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.